Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the iFloat Radio podcast today. Uh, this is David, and I have a very special guest here today. We have my mother, Maureen Keneally, sitting here in Westport. She's been down here for the last week visiting here, and I think this would be a really great opportunity to, to have my mother on the show. So, Mom, thanks, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to flotationlocations.com. They are a really great resource for information about floating and for locations for where you can float. So if you're interested in learning about floating and you're interested in finding a a location to float, check out flotationlocations.com. They are a sponsor of, of this podcast. Before we get started, uh, my, my mom has been floating here for, I think you've been floating here for maybe the last year and a half. You've come down a few times to float, and this week you've floated several times. But to let everybody know, uh, the reason my mother is down here this week is because my uh, her husband, my dad, passed away about two, uh, just two weeks ago today, and she was his caregiver for the last several years, taking care of him at home, did an amazing job taking care of my father, and he passed away very peacefully uh, two weeks ago at home with uh, family around throughout the week. And it was, it was really, as I was telling uh, my mother yesterday, a person really couldn't pass away more peacefully than my father passed away. Uh, I hope that when it's my time to pass that I have so many wonderful people around me uh, for 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 the end and that I go away as gently and peacefully as as my father did but one of the reasons I wanted to have my mother on today was because everybody deals with loss of some sort throughout their life whether it's the loss of parents or the loss of siblings or the loss of spouses and partners and children and so forth it's something that people are experiencing all the time In fact, my mother and I were in New York City two days ago to meet up with some friends for dinner, and we were sitting on a bench having lemonade and a cookie, and it was a beautiful day, and everybody was walking by us, and all sorts of people, as happens in New York City, it's a really diverse place, but each person that was walking up there and down has experienced loss, and I have found floating to be an important tool for me to deal with the loss of my father because as many people know when a person has Alzheimer's their disappearance is a slow and gradual process and so there's a lot of grief that comes up leading up to a person's death that can happen uh, for for years before a person with Alzheimer's even passes away because um, uh, well one of the things that mom you've talked about is how you really lose the person twice Twice. Yeah. yeah you lose them twice because uh, we we lost him, uh, I suppose, maybe five years ago uh, yeah. when he really uh, took a turn and he, he became a different person but was very peaceful for the most part, at least, at least maybe for the past several years. Uh, there was a period where he went through um, anger and frustration, but then uh, f- pretty much for the past several years, he's, he's been really, really at peace. But to start off, Mom, I want to talk about your experience just this week in floating. 
and um, you floated three times this past week. And can you talk a little bit about maybe how it helped you this week? Well, it helped really relax me, relax my mind, help me to to really take a look on how I'm going to cope and stuff. It really, really calmed my mind and body really down. You talked, I remember the second float that you had, you, you came on Thursday, I think you floated on Friday or Saturday, and then you floated two days after. after. The, the float that you had the second time after the first, you said was, was what you could, would describe as better. Can you explain why that was for you? I don't know, maybe I was more, my mind was probably more relaxed and, you know, I'm not good at speaking, so, you know, I'm not good at explaining how, but it was, I was just really totally relaxed while I was floating and, you know, with dead in the back of my mind and, you know, and it was just really, really a beautiful thing to experience yeah yeah I think that for those people listening the fact that my mother has floated three times this week is important because probably my guess is the first day that you floated this past week was more of a float where you were able to, to turn the tension down a little bit because there was a lot of buildup I mean, really, for quite a while with my father, uh, he he had many turns over the past year, and every one of those turns where he would decline a significant amount was stressful, and there's a lot of tension. And the several days leading up to his passing too was was wonderful having everybody around, but there is a tension to that as well. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the the wake and the funeral and, and all the people and all that's again wonderful, all the support. But it's also it's also uh, there's there's tension, tension around that. And so when yeah. when you probably went into float, there you were in a very tense place. So the float helped. The first float helped you to reduce the tension a certain amount, and then the second float, because you had reduced the tension a little bit, was a little bit easier for you because you were in a more relaxed state State of of mind. mind. Uh, There was still the grief, but there wasn't as much of the mental tension. And I think one of the things that you've talked about even in your float session, but also in your dreams and stuff, was like sensing dad's presence with you, even when you were there. Yes, very much. And it seems like it brings you a lot of comfort, right? Yes, a lot of comfort. Can you talk about the experience a little bit of taking care of dad? Because one of the things that's happening in this country is everything is speeding up, and a lot of people were amazed and impressed and astounded by the level of care that you provided dad at home and can you talk about about that because you've said many times that you would do it all again taking care of him the way that you did can you talk a little bit about why because number one that loved him and i would do it over again if i had to it was never a burden for me in any way 
you know, that was I just that was just my life, you know, I planned around it every day and you know, I just was you know, thank God I was able to do it and was able to be there for him and was able to do what I had to do and, you know, you know, people helping me. But um it was it was it was never, you know, a struggle. I never minded doing it. The only thing that I always said was it was sad for me to watch him like that. It was it was never about taking care of him, it was never about, you know, anything like that. It was always just a part of just I knew the time was coming and I was trying to prepare myself for that time, but it was just sad to see him go, you know, even though it was peaceful and everything, but it was, in, you know, it was just sad for me to, you know, such a wonderful man, you know, that he was to be, you know, like to, that. To be in that place. To yeah. be in that place. Well, one of the, something that will always stay in my mind was, must have been a month ago when, when I was home for the day and you were in the room with him sitting next to him and he you know, wasn't uh, aware of who we were at a conscious level he was he was bedridden at that point he had been for about two or three months and and he he was still verbal but wasn't consciously aware of who was there he at some level he knew who was there but he wasn't really conscious of it and i remember um and for those people who are listening my parents are from a, a native uh Gaelic-speaking region of Ireland. So during the last several months, if not more, really, most of the time my father was speaking in, in Irish or Gaelic. And I remember he was speaking then, and he was... Um, he he asked um, if his wife, Maureen, was okay. And, uh, and that was such a beautiful thing because my mother was sitting next to him. So at some level, he knew she was there, but he couldn't explain it. And... And uh, I happened to be there too, and we said, "Yeah, she's she's okay, she's okay." And he said, uh, he said something like, uh, "He said vishi vishi He said, and, which is something about you know there was a time. He's like, and he was probably thinking of some time when you weren't okay. And it's amazing that even in that place where he was as he was approaching dying, he was concerned about you. And I remember the look that you gave him. It was such a beautiful look of love uh, that, 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 and it's something, uh, something I always remember. And I think it's a real model for people and for people listening to this. It's, uh, it was a great model of, of caring. And as the hospice people would tell us of the, of the till death do us part, part of marriage, if really being there for each other, um, because he would have done the same for you, as for you me. always said. Yes. Yeah. yeah he, he. And he would, and he had many times. Yeah. yeah he had, he had been there for you all those all that time all those times. Yes. But I think that it's it's beautiful because a lot of times people are afraid to look at death. We we tend to embrace birth. In the birth of, of of new people coming into this into this world, which is wonderful, and one of the other important aspects of life is the pa- passing of people onto the onward, wherever wherever it is that people go. And 
I find and have found that coming, that being here and floating and being in, in these tanks where, where I'm supported by the water and there's no sound or light and so forth, that it has been really helpful to me to allow myself to deal with the gradual uh, decline of dad so that when I was with him, I was very present with him because I would process the grief when I was floating and so that when I was with him, there was more of a sense of clarity. And in fact, I really enjoyed being around dad all this time. Even though he was declining, uh, for me, I always would tune into the part of him that wasn't affected by the disease. And I think that that's something you've mentioned is that I think you said that since he, he's passed, even that starting the yes. next day, yeah. that what you remember is not the sick him, but no, the pre-sick. Yeah, and that is so true. Yeah, I don't have any picture of that at all in my mind, which is really a blessing, you know. Because that's who he really was. Yeah. There may be people listening to this who might be going through something similar with people in their in their family, and, and what we were able to do with our father was keep him at home. And one of the reasons we were able to do that was because we had in-home hospice up in Massachusetts come in. And starting about a year and a half ago, when my, you really couldn't take care of him on your own anymore, mm-hmm. which was amazing even that you had done it until that point, but the in-home hospice people started to come. We had a person who came every day uh, during the week and even on Saturdays, I think, and they would help you uh, take Saturday care of Dad. Sundays, seven days. Seven days, mm-hmm. yeah. And they would they would help change Dad in the morning uh, because because it's heavy uh, lifting somebody. It's it's really not possible for a single person to do it, and. Uh, and then they would they brought in a social worker and there was a chaplain and they started coming at least once a week or every other week. Oh, and they were there a lot at the end. And yeah. at the end they were there all the time, but yeah. the support was really great and we were able to, to, to take in, uh, we had another uh, guy, his name was Asari and he was amazing, like an angel and he started bathing dad about two to three years ago he used to come in yeah. about two or three times a week because it got to the point where my father wouldn't allow you my yeah. mother to bathe him anymore because he was very resistant but this guy was able to manhandle my father and and uh <laughs> get him in the shower and uh at first my father resisted but within two weeks he this guy sorry was my father's uh, best friend <laughs> and he loved him all the way up until the end and took such good care of my dad so so my, you were taking care of dad 24 7 we had to bring in some support because you couldn't do it on your own it wasn't possible, and we're, it's amazing that we were able to do it. We weren't even sure we were going to be able to do it. No. And there was discussion like, well, he have to go into a home, this and that, because it's just unclear, but it's amazing that he, you made it happen because you really were the person who was able to be there. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah, to and it is, and I feel very, you know, blessed that I was able to to do that for him because I remember from his sister that has had passed away from the same disease about a year ago I remember visiting her one time at the nursing home where she was and I remember his comments saying as we left there he goes I would rather die than end up in a place like that and that is something that has never left 
my mind. Yeah, that was probably about five or six years ago when he was still Yeah, he was still kind of aware. I mean, he had the disease, but not, you know, so. And he knew he had the disease. And he probably knew, you know, oh, I just hope I don't end up here. Yeah, And, and it was great that... I think we all remembered that he had said that and did everything we could yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. And the other really neat thing was that because he was home, he was surrounded by people who loved, loved him, him and his grandkids, grandkids who would come, come in, in yeah. every day on their way to school and give him a hug and a kiss, and he would just light up. <laughs> and all of that love uh, is what really kept my father going a lot longer than people normally last with Alzheimer's and even the hospice people were astounded even to the end that my dad was still around and he, he had a strong heart but he was also surrounded by a lot of love that you and everybody else up there was was providing to him and so that's a wonderful thing and but the other piece that's really important is the self-care and there were two, two times in the last year or so that you came down, year and a half, and you floated, and yeah. you know, we'd give you, get you a foot reflexology appointment. Yeah, yeah which was great, yeah. yeah. All of that which stuff is important. Through. And this week, you know, it's just been amazing. I feel like I'm able to go back home and have a better sense of things, and it was, you know, it's going to be sad, it's going to be, I have to just face life as it is, but I'm in a better place than I was a week, two weeks ago today, to do that. And yeah, my mother it. and I got a Fort Reflexology appointment slash massage yesterday, and then she floated afterwards, and it was such a great float, you said. And, you know, was, I just want to be to David, I mean, what he has done, you know, this past couple of weeks, you know, to get me down here and to do all this. It's just, he's just an amazing, loving son. Well, thank you, Mom. And... I really do think that what we do here at iFloat and all the floating that I've done, even the classes we teach here, which, are, which I find essential to me being who I am, frees up enough what I would call circuitry in the mind to allow the grief to come through so that we don't get stuck in it, to allow myself to really be present with you, uh, with with dad, with everybody else, in, in the best way that I can be, because death isn't something to shy away from, and grief isn't something to shy away from, because grief is an expression of love. And what I've been experiencing is that it comes in waves, and it has nothing to do, with, it's not even emotion, I find, it's, it's almost just like energy that comes through, almost like my stomach, almost like something being ripped out, but mm. it's not a bad thing, it's just this expression of caring and love and it's a mixture of grief of sadness that that dad isn't here anymore but it's also tears of joy over the 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 memories and the love and the caring that he provided us uh, during the many years that, that he was with us and that's all a really beautiful thing yeah, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing and for people who are listening I encourage people who are listening who are going through something similar or have been to be floating because when we slow down and we calm our mind down 
then we're able to heal. And healing comes in many forms. It comes in the form of tears. It comes in the form of silence. Uh, it comes in all sorts of forms. But when we can slow down, we can let the grief through and we can find uh, resolution so that we can take the experience of losing someone we love as a gift to nurture us and move on forward in our lives with, with uh, this amazing foundation. Because in many ways, and this is something that a friend of mine told me recently, which I like, like the way he put it, dad lives on through us because what what we do he, he is he's a part of us because he impacted us so deeply so he lives on through us and just like your parents live on through you and and and, and through me too yeah and but but that, that's how we can honor them is through through our actions uh today and and moving forward and that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah and it's what he would want is for us to, you know, be strong and just, you know. To be strong, but to, but to allow the grief through. The grief, yeah. So, so the strength, it's not, it's strength, but it's, it's, it's really looking at the grief and letting it through and letting it nurture us to, to make us maybe even better people than we had been before at yeah. least that's how I'm looking at it yeah that's, and, and that makes yeah so yeah it's, it's, it makes it's, a lot of sense yeah, yeah it does so but anyways I think we'll we'll stop we'll stop now but I uh, wanted to uh, take this time with since my mother is down here to share this with people because it's important it's very important it's important to pay attention to people who are passing on, to the people who've to be passed there on. And to really love them and to be just supportive and just, you know. Yeah. yeah and to be there. You know, yeah. And to embrace what's happening. I don't regret any of what I did. I just, you know, it's just going to be. It's, I just have to, I mean, it's been so much a part of my life for the past five years that. I just have to, you know, I didn't know how to do anything else, but that was just my life that, you know, um, yeah, and it's, I'm just going to have to find ways, you know, to work through it and with David and everyone, you know, um, I will be able to do that, you know, and the love and the support of my family, you know, I will be able to go on and yeah. Yeah, you will. I will. Absolutely. And Dad would want you to. Yeah, he would want me to. Yeah, to, to keep... He knows I did what I did, and now it's time, you know. Uh, I mean, I will always miss him and love him. And uh, I know it's going to be hard days ahead, but... Yeah. But I think that the other piece is that I think that you had to tap into a strength that you didn't know you had in order to take care of him the way that you did. True, because I didn't think I did. But yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important for you to remember is that there's a strength in you that you've tapped into that isn't going to go away. And that yeah. strength is a foundation for you to move forward. 
and to continue to help people and make a difference for people in whatever way that you do it. But that strength isn't going to go away. No. And that's a gift in many ways that, that comes out of your love yeah. for dad and his for you. It's, it's a, that was a gift that, that really stems from the last five or plus years of you taking care of him. Yeah, because so many people used to say, how are you able to do it? How can you do it? I wouldn't be able to do it. And I said, well, you know, like I said, he would do it for me. And there was always, and that's, you know, yeah. He would. He would. It's a wonderful and thing. He, he, he would, because I remember that. I, yeah. So, you know. So, you know, yeah. But David is a wonderful person, and you know he's got a lot of love, and you know, yeah, and you know, I know he's going to be there to help me. Yeah, me and through, and, and others and, as and well. And the rest of yeah. my family as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this this small podcast that we did. It's important, and if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. You can schedule flow sessions at iFloat at iFloatSpa.net or call us uh, 203-226-7378. And if you're not around here, you can schedule a flow session at your local float center. But remember to pay attention to what's going on and to slow down and, and really be with whatever's going on in life and because we don't know how much time we have. And no, we don't. It's one day at a time. It's one day at a time. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. One day at a time for tomorrow may never Come be mine. mine. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mom, for being on the podcast. You are officially an iFloat radio podcaster, which is great. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for, for listening. And stay tuned for the next one.